From WGCU News, I'm Amy Tardiff. In this week's StoryCorps of Southwest Florida, Melinda Masters tells her husband, David Carnes, about her evolution from being a child who was bullied to finding her calling as a social worker, determined to help stop the abuse of power. She specializes in working with male sexual predators. Masters has been a feminist for as long as she can remember. I was told very clearly uh, at a young age that I was too bossy and that I needed to tone it down. I remember spending the whole summer working really hard on not being directive with people. I think for most women, there's you know, just too many misogynistic events in our lives to give a really full accounting. But one of the first ones that really crystallized my being a feminist happened when I was in grade school. It was in the wintertime in Iowa. My mom and I were in the car to go pick up my brother from the Y. MCA, and he was late coming out, and so she sent me in to get him. As I walked in, the the groups of boys were kind of all around the stairs, escorted by the male rec staff, and I stood there and, and kind of looked up the staircase, and then one of the boys looked down, and he yelled out, no girls allowed. And all of a sudden, all the rest of those boys were started to chant, no girls allowed, no girls allowed, and in this echoey, huge chorus of of voices. I I just, I froze. I left and mom said, where's, where's your brother? And I remember just making some excuse because I couldn't even articulate the experience. It was so So he wasn't in the chorus. He was somewhere else. I I don't believe he was. I've been able to draw a lot from that experience and it was telling for me. Were you ever active in the feminism? Oh my God. Yeah. Engaged in the Women's March in 1992 and in Washington, a lot of protests outside of women's health clinics to help escort people in so that they can gain access to health care. I started off working as a rape victim advocate in Iowa City when I was getting my undergrad degree. And um, the first client I had was an 80-year-old woman who had been um, knocked down in her garage and raped by a 16-year-old boy as she was trying to carry her groceries into her home from her garage. Always been interested in sexuality, so I did specialize. Even though I'm a social worker by by degree, I've specialized in a lot of um, sexual health and, and sexuality and have tried to work in some area of that field for a long time. The area that I'm in right now, which I really, I think, is my favorite, is working with adult uh, male sexually violent predators um, who are civilly committed. This population is really, really fascinating. It's a very complex group of people. You know, I've always been interested in standing up to bullies, and these are people, they, they bully people in a sexual way, and so it's being able to keep people safe from future victimization um, by hopefully helping them make some changes in their uh, attitudes and beliefs. This isn't and, a prison, though. It's... No, it's it's like a state psychiatric hospital, and they're, they're sent there, and um, there's 600 of them in the place I work, and they are um, very unhappy to be there. There's still things that we don't understand about what motivates some of them to become sex offenders. It's a wide range of things. It's not just one thing. But for the most part, these are pretty damaged people. And what my experience has been is it seems like as they were being raised, that the parent or guardian was either too lenient with them 
or the flip side is that the parent or guardian was so punitive and so abusive that it just changed them. But I, I love it. Every day I go in and, and I'm just really energized to work with that population and, and make some sort of difference. It really, it's very meaningful work. So with the YMCA, you were kind of just in shock and awe of the, the voices from all, the, all these boys. And now you're in a population of men who basically are doing the same thing to you. Mm-hmm. But now as, as an adult. In spite of what they've done, in spite of how horrible their history is, they have rights. We have an obligation to treat them fairly. I'm very careful to make sure that the abuse of power does not continue because that can spread like a, a disease, a virus. And you, you stop abuse of power by not, even though you yourself perhaps were abused by people in positions of, of even social power or, or power in groups or whatever it might be, you don't fix that by going out and forcing someone out yourself onto someone else. You you fix that by not continuing that, that behavior. And I, I like to think I'm a role model to, to not continue that behavior. This interview with Melinda Masters and David Carnes was recorded at StoryCorps in Fort Myers, a national initiative to record and collect stories of everyday people. This excerpt was selected and produced by me, Amy Tardiff.